Well, hello, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great Sunday. Uh, This is the Texas Tech Baylor recap edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, It's going to be a tough recap edition. Um, I'm going to be very honest with you. This is probably the most disappointing loss that Texas Tech has suffered, in my opinion, this year. Um, Everything just seemed like it was trending uh, in the buildup to this week to a Tech victory. You got Patrick Mahomes coming back into town. You had the way that Tech played against West Virginia. You had it being a blackout. Um, Baron Morton's been playing great. And yeah, it was it's a rough, 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 rough game last night. You know, um, this is really the first, and I don't. I'm not even gonna say it was a no show because I don't think it was. This was not a no show, but it was just it was a bad game. I think in all facets uh, for Texas Tech, very frustrating game. Obviously, to watch. You know, um, Baron Morton didn't have a good game. Uh, you you went with Donovan Smith for a couple passes, threw an interception. Tyler Shutt came in and they proceeded to throw a pick six. You know, it was just a just a bad game all around. Um, let's let's start with the offense. You know, the the ugliness and the weakness that is the offensive line uh, certainly reared its ugly head last night. It didn't matter who was under center. They did not have a whole lot of time to get the ball off. And when your offensive line is struggling that mightily, good luck having a running game. And we saw certainly the effects of that all night long. And and I think a lot of the ill-advised throws was because of, you know, the, whoever was under center had to get rid of it quickly. Um, you know, so offensively just rough. And, you know, I'm, I'm, there are some fans like, well, let's bench Baron Morton. Let's, you know, put in Chuck. Let's do this. You know, here, here's the thing. And, and, and I think this is the number one. I, I think McGuire and his staff have done great things overall. My one criticism is the, the whole quarterback carousel game um, that they've played. I think at this point – you need to pick a quarterback and you need to roll with them the rest of the season. And none of this, well, all three are going to play, the all three season. Now. I just I just don't think that is conducive to having a stable offense, a game plan and 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 who knows? Maybe the team knows who's going to be starting under center and this is more of a media, you know, game. I don't think it really gives you an advantage over another team cuz I think most logical people can read the tea leaves and know who's going to be the starter. Um, you know, most logical people, especially after his performance last Saturday, knew it was going to be Baron Morton starting this game. And so I don't think you really add anything ad- advantageous-wise to to uh, your game plan by, you know, kind of playing hokey pokey with the quarterbacks. And so really what I hope happens Monday, and it's not going to happen. I think we're going to play hokey pokey again with the quarterback thing. But I wish McGuire would get up there um, Monday and say, this is our quarterback. We're going to roll with them the rest of the year. Now, my, my opinion, 
I think you go with Baron Morton. You know, Baron Morton is your future. I think if you don't go with him right now, you're basically saying we're not sure if he's the guy moving forward. And 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 I don't, and I'm not starting him out of fear he's going to transfer. I'll make that clear. But I think you're communicating that you are not sure he's the guy going forward if you don't start him. And I would rather him suffer his lumps now than us play this hokey pokey game next year and then we're throwing in Jake Strong as well who's coming in. So I think you need to go with the quarterback. My opinion, it should be Baron Morton, but ultimately Shuck, Smith, go with someone, you know, and stick with them and let's roll these last four games, at least four games, with with one quarterback. That's not going to necessarily solve all of, your, all of your offensive problems again. And I've harped on it in a multiple podcasts. It's your offensive line is your big issue. And, I mean, there's, there's a very solid reason why this staff has been recruiting like crazy offensive linemen to come in. And you had that transfer from Western Kentucky that unfortunately got hurt that was supposed to start this year. Because this is a weak offensive line. And you, Baylor, credit them, they – they certainly exposed that last night. So, um, you know, that that's what I would say about the offense. Now, is it over and you have no shot of winning the next four games? No. Um, you know, we'll talk future of the schedule here in a minute, but we've seen this offense play well. They played really well against West Virginia. I thought they played overall pretty well against Oklahoma State. You know, um, and then you had your, you've had your struggles. K, you know, K State was struggles. Texas, you played well enough to win. You know, played well enough to win against Houston. So uh, it it's there's there's opportunities there. And yes, I recognize West Virginia is probably the worst team in the Big Twelve. Well, maybe them and Iowa State, but I think you still have. I I still think you pick a quarterback, even with this offensive line you're going to have opportunities to win more games coming up. Um, but I, I just I think ultimately the quarterback hokey pokey's got got to go away. And I think you have to pick a quarterback and roll with it. So uh, defensively, you know, again, credit Baylor. Baylor had a really good game plan against this defense. Um, it was what Texas was doing, and then they got away from it, and that really enabled Tech to win uh, is, you know, Utilize that running game and keep that keep the defense on the field and just grind it out. And you know, credit Baylor. Baylor played a really great game. Um, Tech played a really bad game, and that's how you end up losing forty five to what was it forty five ten forty five seventeen. You know. Um, bottom line, though, sky is not falling. I mean, I people were you know, it, I I kind of feel sorry for people like this. That one loss. They just fall apart, and part of it for me is I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm used to losing. I've been I've been watching this Tech football team lay eggs on the field for over a decade now, so it's like, what's one more egg laying on the field? It stinks and it's disappointing, but it is what it is. And you know, I still think this team is on the right track, and there's there's things that are fixable in season and there's things that aren't fixable in season. 
going with one quarterback's a, a fixable in the, within the season. Offensive line playing a little bit better, that's somewhat fixable. But part of it is you're just going to have to get an upgraded talent um, at those positions. Um, and it's just it's just not there right now. So looking at the future schedule, you get TCU next week. I'd love to w- win in Fort Worth. I, I mean, I really would just to shut some of those fans up, and especially how they've – all of the stuff they've done to basically – prevent tech fans from buying tickets to that game but reality is tcu's rolling right now i don't see them not rolling next week i think you can keep it close i don't think you're gonna get blown out but i i think right now tcu's just more talented than you and i think they'll pull it out um the good news is you you come back with two straight winnable games one at home against kansas no excuse to lose that game. Um, I think you're clearly head and shoulders better than Kansas, and you're getting them at home. Iowa State, I think they're the worst team in the Big 12. My red flag is Tech has some pretty bad history playing in Ames in November. And so can... They work past that. Can Joey McGuire work past the Ames Tech in November that happens? I think they can because I think Iowa State is that bad. But, uh, you know, I still put that game as a toss-up. And then you got Oklahoma at the end. How good is Oklahoma? Um, They've been able to beat up on two – two really lower-end teams in the Big 12 in Iowa and, and Kansas. Um, they still got West Virginia on their schedule, so I, I think they'll certainly get that as a win. Um, but beyond that, you know, when you start playing Oklahoma State, which despite yesterday, I think they're better than what they showed yesterday. We'll talk about that in a minute. TCU, well, they've already played TCU, excuse me. But, you know, the Bedlam game, Certainly, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Bear watching Baylor, bear watching. I don't know. Um, certainly, they're not a great team, Oklahoma. I think that that was proven with with the early um, their earlier losses. But how even are you if you're Tech? I don't know. I think six and six is still on the table for this team, and I will say this. It, if they don't go to a bowl this year, I'm not going to be torn up about it just because I truly think the most important thing that's going to happen this December is not some random lower tier in bowl game if Tech makes it. It's going to be your national signing day and getting this recruiting class that the last I checked, still you're still in the top 20 right now, getting them signed and getting them on campus. Because that's been the big issue with tech football last five, six years is the recruiting has been awful. And you're, you this year was you were building what you can, but now you've got an opportunity bringing really your first full recruiting class. And I think that's that's going to be what what's going to get you to that point where tech's back to being a contender again which is where they should be. So, 
Other games around the Big 12, I mean, Oklahoma, yeah, they beat up on Iowa State again. I think Iowa State, West Virginia, they're the two worst teams in the Big 12. Um, so doesn't really tell us much about Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, you know, we can gripe about Tech, how they played last night, but if I was an Oklahoma State fan, I'd be utterly embarrassed by how they played yesterday. That was a complete and utter no-show by them. And it's it, to me, it's inexplicable. Inexplicable. I know Kansas State's a good team. Um, you know, I I told you or at the beginning preseason that was a team that could potentially get themselves to the Big 12 championship game, which their path's looking pretty good. We could see a purple rematch in Arlington the way it's trending, but I don't think they're 48 to nothing better than Oklahoma State. So I, that was inexplicable to me, and I don't know what's going on there, but boy, sorry. feel sorry for you Oklahoma State fans waking up to that, you know. Uh, the TC West Virginia game, it doesn't surprise me that it was that close. It was in Morgantown, um, but TCU was able to pull up, pull away in the end. And, you know, that's that's a team that I got to eat a lot of crow on because I really thought they were going to be kind of the lower end of the Big 12 and credit Sonny Dykes. And I know I've, I've heard some talk about, well, that shows that Tech should have hired Sonny Dykes. You know, I think we made a great hire in Joey McGuire. I think, if you know, I, I said it on my podcast after Wells was fired last year. I thought Sonny Dykes would be a great hire. I just ultimately think he didn't want to come back to Tech for a variety of reasons. You know, coming back and coaching where your dad coached, maybe he wants to build his own legacy. And, and you know, and I get that. And I understand that. You know, in addition, you know, if you still have this whole Rager Dykes thing running around in this in Lubbock. And, you know, maybe he wants to stay far away from that association. And, you know, you, you have an opportunity to build something special in Fort Worth. I hate it because TCU, their athletic director is a bozo. They've got that strength and conditioning coach that decided to, you know, ream Lubbock and call it a desert and all that garbage. But, you know, I still respect Sonny Dykes. And um, I don't think necessarily Tech would be 8-0 if Sonny Dykes was the coach. I think what it shows is that those players at TCU were woefully underachieving under Gary Patterson for – for whatever reason, and, you know, we'll see what happens next week. Let's hope they don't run out of fireworks. That's the goal for next week for the for the uh, Tech TCU game. So um, the other big news, I just want to kind of touch on it real briefly, and then we'll be done. The Big 12 announced that they have a agreed to a new television deal with Fox and ESPN. Um it's an increase in the amount of money each team's going to get. This is fantastic news for the Big 12. You know, when the announcement came down that Texas and Oklahoma were leaving, it, it kind of uh, felt like it was going to be the beginning of the end for the Big 12 or the Big 12 was going to be relegated to, you know, AAC, Conference USA level of money. And somehow, you know, Brett Yarmark, which – Kind of goes to show Bob Bowlesby was an utter disastrous commissioner, and we made a great hire in bringing in Brett Yormark as the commissioner. But Brett Yormark was able to work his magic and 
we're going to get a raise um, as far as television money. So that's good. Um, two things that I'm kind of interested to kind of watch over, um, with this television deal is number one, based on what I've read, it looks like that revenue will be increased if you expand. So potential still there, obviously, to add those four corner schools from the Pac-12. The other thing I'm keeping an eye on is I, I truly think the Big 12 is not done yet shopping aspects of television deal. Amazon, for everything they've indicated, is interested in getting into the college football game. Big 10's out. I think the SEC's out. And so now it's, are they going to sign up Pac-12 or Big 12? That may be what precipitates bringing in those four-quarter schools is the Big 12 brings them in and then is able to get a package with Amazon. So that'll be something uh, bear watching. But, you know, this this conference is on stable ground. And no, they're not at the level of SEC Big 10. But again, and that, that that's not where you're going to be able to be at this point. But like like we've said all summer, if you can build yourself and get yourself to a point where you're a solid number three, and you're in a good shape because the ACC, they have that long-term deal with ESPN, but they are not as stable as they think they are. Uh, you know, it's it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when the SEC decides, Clemson, come join us, it'll happen. So, and, and once that happens, you're going to see issues in the ACC and I think other teams bolting. And, you know, if you're the Big 12, if you're Brett Yormark, you're working on your list of teams from the ACC that you want. And I think there are some prizes out there. So we'll have all summer offseason to talk more because of conference realignment because something will pop probably next summer again like it has the past two summers. But bottom line with this Tech-Baylor game, yeah, bad loss, frustrating loss. Part of it is Baylor's better than you, so credit them. But the sky's not falling. I think your pathway to six and six is still there. And biggest thing, you've just you've got to decide on a quarterback and you've got to go with them. It the hokey pokey's gotta end. So plan for next week. I'm not gonna do two shows next week since the uh TCU tech game is an eleven AM game. So um, the Tech TCU recap will be rolled into my normal episode, which I will record after the Tech TCU game on Saturday, and then we'll go from there. So hope everybody has a great week. Have a happy Halloween, and I will see you next week for The Chris Carpenter Show.